0: Hey guys, it's Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. Might I recommend, now that your young person has walked across that stage, you get them over to Leon Tailoring, get them to their Career Services Division. That's right. In this economy, even though jobs are plentiful, it won't help you if you don't look the part. So at Leon Tailoring Career Services Division, they got the perfect thing that your young man or young lady needs to get them off into the world of work and at very reasonable and affordable prices. And heck, who knows? You might even see something for yourself if you're looking for a new job. So swing on by Leon Tailoring, their Career Services Division, Larry. Norm, Kim, and Judy always glad to help you out. Leon Tailoring, eight hundred nine North Delaware in downtown Indianapolis. Okay, hey, all thanks for joining us. Uh, I'm Matt Oniger with the Indiana Chamber of Commerce. I'm a I'm sorry. Uh, I'm here with our president uh, Kevin Brenninger. Uh, Kevin's going to go through the uh, first half of the session here, some of the highlights, and uh, we'll open it up for questions afterward. And um, to ask a question, just go ahead and unmute yourself to ask, or you can type it in the. uh, Thanks. Uh, Kevin, you would go ahead. Let me first ask if everybody can hear me because I'm on a laptop today. Uh, Sounds good. Yeah, sounds good to me. Okay. Well, uh, good morning. I'm I'm sorry. Um, Well, good morning, everyone. We've reached a The uh, end of the first half of the legislative session uh, for your Indiana Chamber team, uh, it's been a busy session as there's been a lot of activity on a wide front of uh, business-related issues, and um, I would say so far we're quite pleased. Um, always at this point of the point of the session, given the the breadth of um, areas that we focus on every every place where business and government touches um we are always winning some and losing losing some and some we don't know about but um i think overall we're very very pleased there there's only one or two bills that we're involved in that um that are still alive that we would we would oppose um a lot going on in the educational workforce space which is very important to us and and what we said should be the case um we have a, a new house passed uh, two-year budget that uh, doesn't give the governor everything that he asked for, but, uh, but pretty close and there'll be more uh, discussions and negotiations as the Senate puts its um, fingerprints on that. And then we will of course head into conference committee, but we're pleased to see some of the key investments in um, education, workforce, economic development, um, we feel like we finally got their attention on uh, 21st century scholars. We're, we're quite pleased that there's two bills that have passed that make enrollment in that program automatic so that those um, lower income or disadvantaged uh, youth can, can have a better opportunity or post-secondary education. Um, As my colleague Jason Beers said in our legislative report last week, perhaps the fifth time is a charm for uh, the FAFSA bill. Uh, I think there's an increasing recognition that having the lowest uh, FAFSA filing rate in the Midwest and one of the lowest in the United States is not a distinction that we want to continue to hold. Um, So we're hopeful that uh, this year the House and Senate uh, can come together. We've, We've passed those bills out of both houses and even gotten into conference committee before um, without getting the the bill across the finish line. And of course, uh, perhaps the most significant thing that's happened in the last two weeks was the passage of Senate Bill 2. um, And the fact that that was fast-tracked will provide um, additional federal tax relief for virtually every business in the state except the very large C-corporations. And, um, you know, the estimates that we've seen uh, put the impact of that north of $100 million. Uh, That's money that will stay in our economy rather than going to what I call the dark hole of of the federal government. Uh, It can be used for um, compensation, for investment in technology, um, and and other things, and and put to much better use to drive the Indiana economy. So um, we're pleased with that. Uh, On the defensive side, um, a bill that we were very opposed to, uh, Senate Bill 330, um, which would have required employers working on um, public projects uh, and tax advantage projects, think the TIFs in that sense, um, would have had to gather and submit their payroll data, which is really their private information. to the uh, awarding agency and then it would have become a public record uh, we one didn't think that was good policy and two uh, that would have been a, a substantial additional burden particularly for smaller businesses working on public projects uh, we're quite pleased that we have a, we think a good balanced data privacy bill um, that has passed the senate uh, i believe unanimously and uh, is a moving over to the House. So uh, overall, uh, we think uh, things are in good shape. We'll continue our Chamber Advocacy Team uh, to work on the bills important to business. And Matt, I think I'll stop there. Okay, thanks. Uh, Are there any uh, questions for the media? Um, I've got a question. Um, Leslie with the Indiana to be out <laughs> um No worries. And sorry if you guys heard my dog drinking water earlier. I did not realize I was not on mute. Um, I've got a question for you guys on townships, actually. Uh, Indiana Township Association recently released a report that has. 27 recommendations that would basically just like resource townships more. I know, you know, middle of session, but curious if you guys have had a chance to look at it or just like, where does the chamber stand on how useful townships are? Um, I have that uh, report uh, with me to go through um, on the mid-session break. Um, we have a, a fairly long standing board adopted position that, um, um township the government should be eliminated uh, mm-hmm. and duties and responsibilities should be moved up to the county level and would make better use of uh, taxpayer dollars uh, at the county level uh the the example i we also think that uh indiana has too many school districts mm-hmm. um, over half of our school districts have less than two thousand students of all in all of k-12 through and um about twenty percent of them have have less than a thousand students. and the example I use is comparing Indiana to Florida. Uh, Florida has twice uh, our population no three times our population, twice our land mass. Florida has sixty seven counties we have ninety two. Florida has sixty seven school districts. We have two hundred and eighty nine and Florida has zero townships and we have a thousand and two. Township, Mm -hmm. Florida provides um, government services to three times more people with many fewer governmental units. Um, And so we have one recommendation, uh, and that's that uh, township government be eliminated and things moved up to um, the county level uh, for the few uh, services that they provide. Um, short of that, um, there are uh, some recommendations uh, about voluntary mergers and, and other things. And, and right. so um, we're going to look through that. And you know, if uh, we can't achieve our ultimate goal, uh, then let's at least um, work to make um, township government uh, more efficient, more effective. Uh, we did successfully push through legislation. That uh, several years ago that uh, moved the uh, the process of assessing property for property tax purposes mm-hmm. up to the county level. Uh, we used to have a thousand and eight uh, different township assessors um, coming up with a thousand and eight different interpretations of what the property tax assessment manual was, and we had wide disparities across the state. And now that's been um narrowed and and frankly more professionalized um uh, at the county level and uh so you know we're um it, it it's more difficult than it it should be arguably because there's a lot of our legislators come from local government even even township government um right. and um you know many of the uh farmers and farm bureau members um you know, farm in the summer, and then they serve on township boards or even serve as the township trustee. Um, in some cases, as a way to to provide themselves health insurance, and uh, and so you know, it's proven quite a challenge. I mean, that was um, what, what we what proposed is, was is part of the Kernan Shepherd report, um, which you may right. not uh, may or not be, may or may not be old enough to remember uh, remember that, but I'm sure you've heard of it. How hard uh, is so it? Wonder, that was one of the recommendations that didn't didn't make it across the finish line um but um you know Township uh, government is kind of the exception around the country and um we just think that we can make better use uh of those uh, property tax dollars uh, and provide more consistent uh, and uh, government local government services. Um, and and there's really nothing that townships do that couldn't and shouldn't be done at the county level. Awesome, thank you. You got more of an answer than you expected. (laughs) Oh, it's always better than too little answer. (laughs) Uh, uh, Ryan, do you have a question? Yeah, thanks, uh, Ryan Martin with State Affairs Indiana. Um, I uh, just wanted to ask about SB1 um, I know mm-hmm. the Chamber supports it, um, yeah. but the uh, the House budget didn't include any additional funding for the mental health crisis system mm-hmm. that was outlined in the bill. Yeah. I'm curious, is that is that something that the Chamber is following, sort of the funding piece, um, and what your thoughts are on that? Yes, we are. Um, one idea that's been floated, I think it goes all the way back to the, the, the commission itself, was adding a dollar onto... Um, Cell phone bills, um, sort of along the lines of the principle of uh, the 911 system to fund the 988 mental health system. Um, but we're not in favor of that. Um, we also have the question of how to fund the Public Health Commission recommendations and the House uh, budget uses general fund money for that, but um, cut the funding in half compared to what the governor uh, requested in his budget. Um, We think that uh, the best way to fund both of those and uh, improve Indiana's health metrics substantially, particularly with respect to smoking, would be to fund uh, those with a uh, what we have been proposing for a few years now, and that's a $2 per pack increase in the cigarette tax and comparable increases in the other tobacco products and the vaping products. Um, Indiana has the lowest um, cigarette tax rate of all of our surrounding states, including Kentucky, which is a trad- traditional um, tobacco-growing state, and one of the lowest rates in the, in the, uh, the country, kind of like our fast, so I said sound, like a broken record, don't I? Uh, and, um, it is many uh, research studies have shown that, um, the, the best way to reduce a state's smoking rate is, um, to have a higher tax. And there is a correlation between the states that have lower smoking rates and the states that have high tobacco taxes because smokers are price sensitive and, and the vast majority, I think it's eight or nine out of 10 people uh, who smoke would tell you they would like to quit, but it is darn hard. Uh, The average person uh, that has successfully quit smoking has tried eight times previously. So we think that would be a nice package. Um, Fund the the Public Health Commission uh, recommendations at whatever level the General Assembly ultimately deems appropriate. Fund the mental health, behavioral health, uh, recommendations, establish the 988 system, um, and do so not with state general fund money that takes away from education, economic development, and other things, but from um, tax, increasing the, the uh, tax on cigarettes and other tobacco and vaping products. Thank you. Appreciate it. Who else? Are there uh, any, uh, any further questions? Okay. With, with that, we'll go ahead and conclude today's session. Thanks so much, everyone, for joining us, and uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah, you all are uh, tired from the first half, it sounds like. Uh, hopefully, you can... Uh rest up recharge your batteries and we'll all go at it um starting again next week but uh we we thank you all for uh joining us this morning thank you guys thank you This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.